What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Sometime probably tomorrow in the morning hours. And um, 
if there's any kind of, you know, emotionally volatile or emotionally aggressive energy going on, then that can bring that kind of thing to a head. So you be careful tomorrow morning on your morning drives and things like that um, because uh, moon conjunct Uranus and Aries can be fairly emotionally volatile, kind of an emotionally aggressive energy. For right now and in the overnight, it's going to be squaring Pluto because we know Uranus and Pluto are in a continuous square with each other for a few years. So as the moon passes through Aries, um, it squares Pluto, and that is kind of happening here anyway in Los Angeles in the overnight hours. So um, that also can represent a sort of volatile, explosive, kind of heavy-handed, kind of kind of heavy emotionally temper tantrum kind of energy. It's temporary. It's nothing really big, but you definitely want to, you know, avoid any excessive uh, aggression or, you know, explosive kind of behavior. <clears throat> uh, Mercury is in Libra. It's our one air planet. It's the one planet that's in an air sign right now, and we're grateful for that, especially in communicative Mercury, where it adds to our ability to communicate and to be, um, you know, compromising and uh, fair-minded. You know, and Libra is already fair-minded, and uh, when we connect it with Mercury, it's our ability to communicate that balanced way of thinking. Uh, Venus and Saturn were just conjunct. They still are technically, but they were even more conjunct last night. Um, if you've gone out to see Venus, that's the, the other star that's right next to it is Saturn. Uh, it's not a star, it's a planet. I think last week I had mentioned that I felt like it would maybe soften up or bring a focus to our ability to communicate a certain kind of intimacy. Venus and Saturn, both in Scorpio. And it's a double-edged kind of thing. It could actually also mean a feeling of feeling unloved. Um, definitely Saturn, Venus can make us feel like love is kind of toned down and it's not really, it's not really uh, easily flowing. But for those people who are probably in relationships already, I think a Venus-Saturn conjunction can mean a deepening of love or an ability to communicate it in a, in a better way, the intimacy, Scorpio. Um, Venus and Mars getting ready to be in a square, which can be kind of, you know, particularly hot for people who are in relationships and looking to have physical intimacy. Venus-Mars square can kind of light up our charts in a way that I think doesn't always happen all the time. That energy is going to be happening this week. Mars is in Leo, 14 degrees, and it's really not making too many aspects, uh, not not any worth necessarily mentioning. It's connected to Mercury quite well, so that diplomatic way of communicating, we actually might be able to put a, a really a creative, awesome kind of creative spin on it. Um, Uranus is square Pluto, and they're going to become definitely more square by the end of October. We have about another six weeks before Uranus and Pluto make another exact square. And Neptune retrograde in Pisces, pretty much just chilling out there. It's still in that really nice, easy trine with Saturn. We'll see a little bit more energy coming from Neptune probably as Saturn moves away because as Saturn's going direct now, it's going to go all the way up into the 20s of Scorpio. Of course, Neptune is not going to be moving that quickly. And so this um, the trine aspect between Saturn and Neptune will dissipate over the course of the fall. Um, that's pretty much your Global Energy Minute. I'm Dr. Craig, and you're listening to The Inside Connection. 
So I wanted to um, talk a little bit about relocation astrology and um, kind of put out there that we're born with a natal chart. Everybody kind of knows what that is. It's the chart that, you know, shows where the planets are when and at the time we were born and also with a specific location because when we were born um you know if we were born at noon let's say uh then the sun maybe let's say would be right up above our head and um that would that would create a specific kind of chart for us to have been born at noon in a specific location all around the globe though the planets were in pretty were in exactly the same spot no matter where we were on the globe let's say if you were being born right now today right now at this moment um the sun i said was at 27 degrees virgo so this is a relocation example <clears throat> okay so in Los Angeles right now, the sun is already set. Likewise, in New York, it's already set. But if you were in Hawaii or you were in Japan, the sun would actually not be set, even though right at this moment, no matter where we are on the planet, it's still at 27 degrees Virgo. The idea of relocating our chart says that the planets are there at a given moment, but the Earth is not a, you know, a pinpoint in space. It's a really dynamic sort of grid x y you know kind of longitude and latitude and you've got to find your place on it relocation astrology adds to astrology the idea that place is also important not just time that place location that each location on the earth is also governed by certain meridians and grids and that if we were born in a different place on the planet we would be experiencing a different vibe entirely so it says, okay, I'm born, let's say, at noon in Los Angeles, okay? I'm born at noon in Los Angeles, but it's only 9 a.m. in the morning in New York. So if I were born in Los Angeles at noon, and then I were to move to New York, it would relocate my chart as if I was born at 9 a.m., because that's the same moment in time relocation doesn't change your birth moment it just changes the time of day when that moment happened because that moment is happening at different time of day all around the whole planet so if i'm kind of being clear i'm going to actually give one more example let's say that we were born at you know 7 a.m in new york okay 7 a.m in new york would really be four uh, I already said it backwards, right? Because if it's, sorry, if it's noon here, it's 3 p.m. in New York. Okay, got to give my example better. Okay, let's start again. It's noon in Los Angeles. It's 3 p.m. in New York, but the planets are in the same spot. So if I relocate, if I move to New York and I was born in L.A. when it was noon, okay, it's as if it was 3 o'clock in New York, so my chart becomes the chart cast for 3 p.m. on the same day at the same moment, really, because 3 p.m. in New York is 12 noon in Los Angeles. I'm going to use different towns and give a different example. Let's use London and New York. London is five hours ahead of New York. Um, most of the time, let's use regular, you know, regular time instead of daylight savings time. If you were born at um, noon 
in uh, in London, it would be five hours earlier in New York. So it would only be 7 a.m. in the morning. So if you were born in London at noon and then you moved to New York, you would recast your chart for 7 a.m. because that's the same time of day. Now, that's the basic principle behind it. The amazing thing that happens to the chart is that all the planets go into different houses and you end up with a different rising sign because if you were born at, at you know in New York, even if you were born at exactly the same time with all of your planets in exactly the same place, if you were born in a different city, let's say outside of your, your time zone especially, then you would be born in a vastly different spatial relationship to the planets. You would have a different rising sign. It basically would have been a different time of day at the same moment. If it's noon in London, it's only 7 a.m. in New York. That's a really different time of day. It's like saying, if you move to New York, you bring with you the energy of being born there. And relocation works, I think, longer over a period of time. But my experience with examining it over the course of many years, 25 or 30 years now, is that even when you go on vacation to a specific place on the planet, you can potentially experience the energy of the, of the new chart, the relocated chart. The chart that's cast as if you were born in that particular place that you're visiting at the same moment it would have been a different time of day um gosh i hope that's being clear and coming across okay on uh, on the show so for anybody who would like to get a reading if you live in a city that's not um that, that you weren't born in uh you know please feel free to call in the telephone number to call in is right there on the screen and i will be happy to look at not only your natal chart but your relocated chart and we can see if there's some kind of a difference between the two um relocation is interesting because i think what happens is is it steers us many people who might come into the practice might say well i'm thinking of relocating what what will be the better cities for me to relocate to? In other words, somebody might be living in Los Angeles and saying, you know, I am thinking of moving to New York, but I also have some opportunities in Florida and maybe even Denver. Um, what does my chart look like in those different areas? And depending upon the way the chart uh, gets realigned, it, it can be um, an important uh, thing about relationships or career or money or health. And um, you can use relocation, I think, to help assist you with different things that you might be going through, with different um, <clears throat> challenges, uh, different um, <clears throat> uh, facets of your life that you would like to improve. People who want to be artists, they might want to put something like Neptune at the midheaven and go to the place on the planet where Neptune would have been at the midheaven when they were born. Uh, it's interesting, you know, you hope that that place actually hits land if that's what you're looking for and that it's not out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Um, but uh, even things like, um, you know, Hawaii and the Galapagos Islands and there are places, you know, in the middle of the Pacific Ocean that we can relocate to. 
Relocation doesn't necessarily change that much between, say, uh, Los Angeles and Santa Barbara or Los Angeles and Las Vegas, although it can. Um, depending upon how close you are to having a rising sign change, um, let's say, for instance, you know, I know that I was born in New York and I relocated to Los Angeles and my relocation chart moved me from Scorpio to Libra rising. I think if I had gone just a little bit further west, if there was even a little bit more land to go further west too, but not far, let's say just a few miles, you know, like out away from Los Angeles, it would have moved back to Virgo rising. And I think maybe even San Francisco is far enough west of Los Angeles because the coast goes out more to the west that if I relocate to San Francisco, it actually is Virgo rising. That's how close it is. So in some places, um, sometimes even a relocation of just a few miles like that, like L.A. to San Francisco, can change your chart significantly enough. It's dependent upon the individual chart. But by and large, relocation has to do with wanting to relocate to a place where you think it's going to be able to manifest something positive for you. Uh, for instance, you want more career success. Maybe you want to put the sun at the midheaven or you want to put the sun on the ascendant. So you would move to a place that spins the chart. Essentially, you would move to the place where it was noon when you were born, right? Because the place where it was noon when you were born is the place where the sun was at the midheaven. I know for me, actually, that is Europe because I was born in the early morning. And if I relocate my chart to Paris or London or Amsterdam or any of the larger cities, it moves my sun to the midheaven because uh, I was born, you know, in the at 5.30 roughly. And so uh, London it would have been 10.30 and Paris it would have been 11.30. And 11.30 is very close to noon, you know. It puts the sun right up at the midheaven for me to relocate to Europe. Um, I, you know, like... That, those are not my motivations, so that's not, you know, I, I didn't choose to relocate there. I didn't necessarily choose to relocate to L.A. Um, because of my relocated chart, although I did consult it to see what changes would occur by moving here uh, professionally and personally and things like that. And I liked what I saw, so I was comfortable uh, making the move. At that time, I made it. I actually chose the city, and then I accepted what the relocation chart said about relocating to this place. Place. But there are people who ask me about relocating and what they might expect, and there's a really a very interesting book called um, Planets on the Move. It's called Planets on the Move, and that book is an extensive look at relocation astrology and um, what it would mean if you relocated and moved any of the planets to any of the you know vital parts of the chart. If you were to move, you know, Pluto to the midheaven or Mars to the midheaven or the moon to the midheaven, things like that. Like, um, I know if you relocate and the moon is on the fourth house cusp, which is the cusp of home, you feel very emotionally connected to that place. So all of the places on the earth, essentially, that had the moon on the fourth house cusp at the moment when you were born are places that you feel very at home in. Likewise, I think if you have Venus on that fourth house cusp, it feels very much like home uh, and very, you feel very warm and very loved in that place. If you take Venus and put it on the seventh house cusp, which would have been Venus setting, 
Venus setting at the time when you were born, then you're going to end up with a more happy love life, a more happy marriage, a more uh, happy and contented um, uh, con connection with others, and um, personal relationships work out better in places where Venus would be relocated to the seventh house. It's very interesting. It's very interesting because my experience has been that it actually works. One of our very famous astrologer friends, his name is Neil Michelson, who created the um, the uh, the modern ephemeris for astrologers, the one that we all use. The ephemeris is the book that tells us where the planets are. Neil Michelson, his name is on the front cover of all of the ephemeris that, that, that astrologers use, the reference book. It's a reference book. He lived in New York at the time when he realized what he really wanted to do was codify and put together a textbook, a reference book, but that he would was going to be hugely more successful with this book if he relocated to San Diego. And so he did, and shortly thereafter, his um, his book company and the American Ephemeris, that's the, the number one reference book for astrologers to use worldwide, um, is, uh, is lo and behold, this huge, um, you know, best-selling reference book for astrological work. And so Neil Michelson actually, actually was a, uh, a person who believed in relocation. I remember reading something about him and I, when I was quite a bit younger and I thought that I would look into relocation astrology and I have been able to say that my experience of seeing people relocate and seeing what it is that changes in in their lives and the way in which they manifest different things is uh, is absolutely clear and uh, so I actually like relocation astrology some astrologers don't put a lot of stock in it but I think it adds the spatial element um, to the chart it's like saying, well, you are a specific energy. Each city must be a specific energy. So, you know, you you you, were ch you chose, let's say, to be born in New York. Um, but what if then in your life you choose to take that energy, that vibrational frequency of your birth date and your birth place and your birth time, and you choose to relocate to a different vibrational frequency, how does that change and alter what it is that you're here to learn? That's the other thing that I want to say a little bit about before I close the show. And that is that, <clears throat> how does it change what you're here to learn? Nothing changes the natal. So when you relocate, you don't, um, you know, replace the natal with the relocated chart. And the relocated chart may be over time more, um, carry a little bit more weight than, say, the solar return, which is a chart that we cast for your birthday, right, because it's a, a birthday chart. And it shows us, well, we cast a chart for where we are on that day at the exact same time that the sun was in the same place that it was when you were born. That chart's very useful because the birthday and the birth moment, the birth moment occurs every year. And um, we look at that, you know, birthday, birth moment as the start of a new year, right? You've gone through a complete solar cycle, and now, boom, the sun is at the same spot where it was when you were born, and uh, we get a solar return. 
I'd probably do a whole show on solar returns, too, because I find them very interesting, and I do put credence in solar returns also. But the, the, but the, the relocated chart actually is the moment when you were born, every planet where you were born, and how all of the planets are affected from your natal chart moving forward to a new location. And um, I find that very interesting because it gives a lot of uh, importance to the vibe of the place that you're moving to. And I know that in different places where I've traveled, that I've experienced a great deal of um, of energy that comes back from those relocation places and that relocation time. So if you are born in a different place than you live, uh, I suggest that you go to, you know, astro.com or another site that provides free um, astrological chart making for you, or you consult a professional astrologer and find out how the new location that you live in has affected you over time. If you've been living there for a long time, the relocation chart may make a lot of sense to you. You may be like, wow, I have experienced uh, many of those things that the relocation chart talks about. It's a layer. It's always looking to add layers in astrology to the way in which we're here to grow. We're born with a natal chart. We're born with a specific set of lessons that we want to learn and that we want to be a part of. And we add different layers like solar returns and relocated charts and lunar returns and progressed charts to that natal chart in order to be able to determine how a specific portion of time or a specific place that we may go and visit or live in will affect what it is that we're here to learn. So um, beauty of relocation is that you, you gain some control over your chart. Some people can be quite unhappy with the chart that they have, the natal, and they can say like, oh, God, you know, I'm born with all these planets, say, in the 12th house, and it's very heavy, and I need to lighten it up, and I understand I'm not going to get rid of the 12th house lesson, but... It's really heavy living here where I'm, you know, where I was born. And perhaps if I move, you know, to a city to the east or to the west, especially to the east or to the west, um, then I will um, slightly change the experience of that 12th house lesson. And so for all of us who are on the journey and, and, and looking to um, learn the lessons as helpfully and easily as we can, I, um, I say, uh, you know, Kudos to relocation astrology. Um, <clears throat> I love doing this show. Give me a chance to do a sermon, you guys. I want to say a shout out to um, my archive listeners. Thanks for listening to the show. It's uh, it's always nice to see when Blog Talk sends me the stats every week that there are people who are really checking in during the week. I really appreciate that. And um, my name is Dr. Craig Martin. I'll be here on Thursdays at 8 p.m. I hope you guys have a really great night. Bye-bye.
can see the sun is shining if you really want to I can see the moon and it seems so clear You can take a road that takes you to the stars now I can take a road that has seen me through I can take a road that has seen me through 